Hello world, good afternoon. My name is Dr. Kulmeet Kondas and I'm a primary care physician. And welcome to this live session. I want to thank Mr. David Johnson, who is not only my friend, but my trainer. He has been working out with me for the last 12 years and we have been talking about black communities, healthcare, and a whole host of different topics which have enriched my outlook, how I look at the world. And he introduced me the concept of Black History Month and I was very interested to understand and know the problems, trials and tribulations of black community and as a small practice, how a good primary care practice can contribute to improve the outcomes in black communities. As you know, February is a black history month. It has been a tradition since 1926 it's almost a century old tradition. But I felt as a medical provider that we are not that much equipped with the understanding why this is important, why Black History Month is important for our communities and for my patients. And I decided to keep the spirit of Black History Month and present this session so that I could share my understanding and ideas, how we could all work together to improve quality of our black communities and how I can be a better physician. Whenever we try to do somewhere, we need to first understand why Black History Month was started. And the whole purpose of the founder of Black History Month was to create awareness about the social issues, healthcare issues, and other healthcare disparities or any kind of disparities our black population was following at that moment. It was a week long event, which over the period of time got changed to one month, whole February was dedicated for this cause. And there has been some thought process that do we need to continue to celebrate Black History Month or should we stop? I truly believe it was a mistake if we stop celebrating Black History Month in February. We should continue doing and we should continue to remind ourselves everything which we have done, improvements we have made and what we all can do going forward. Because if we forget our past, we are doomed to repeat the same mistakes. And as a healthcare provider, through these sessions, this is my tribute, A, to understand myself, also to highlight the awareness of healthcare disparities and what we all can contribute in our own ways to help our black communities. First, let's understand what are the healthcare disparities are in black communities. The problem is through 
their old experiences. Black communities do not have access to care. That's number one. Second, they do not have access to quality care. Number three, they have not been provided with adequate emphasis and adequately explained by the importance of preventive care, which leads to two big fundamental problems which we have in the United States today of epidemic proportion is lot of acute diseases and complications of preventable chronic disease. Let's elaborate. Because of socio-economic differences between different communities and especially among black communities, they do not have access to good quality health insurance. In my experience, that is the fundamental problem. Once they don't have a good quality health insurance, that leads to everything that I talked about. That is number one, they don't have access to quality physicians. They do not have access to quality of care. So they are not getting the same quality care where other counterparts are getting it, leading to more chronic medical problems. Either they are not detected or they go for a long time so that all these chronic diseases are beating up our body and leading to end-stage chronic complications, leading to increased risk of suffering and death. Further, because they don't have access to quality care, they end up using a mode of acute care services, which is our emergency rooms. If you look at the uses of emergency room by our black communities, it is disproportionately very high. It's not that they don't want to go to the doctor's office, in my opinion. I think they do not have access to quality physicians and also coupled with educational differences between different communities, which we will explore in a minute, leading to higher use of emergency rooms. Now, from the emergency room perspective or all acute care facilities perspective, including emergency rooms, urgent care centers, and or to bigger extent the hospitals, they are burdened by the care which should have been given in an alternative setting or the care they're getting it, which is preventable, meaning that the chronic complication which should be managed in an alternative setting by your primary care physicians or specialists they are being managed by emergency rooms or urgent cares. Unfortunately, these emergency rooms become their de facto primary care physicians. What happens in the primary care of care being delivered in the emergency room? It is a just a snapshot. You have one problem, they are interested in taking care of you for those one problem, treated, send it back, and you, the circle keeps on going. Second, I truly believe our black community does not trust our healthcare system because they have a very difficult experience in the past. Because our experience dictate what we do on a day-to-day -day basis. 
because of being underinsured or no insured and our implicit and explicit biases they do not get the same care they are not treated with respect and dignity and that also leads to a perpetuating cycle of leading to further complications and chronic medical problems now let's explore the preventive care it is a proven fact that black community a do not get quality preventive care even when they have health insurances as a physician i have always very difficult time impressing upon my black patients why it is important to get preventive care because they have never heard about it nobody else around them do it so they also don't do it and that's very sad because that is a clearly a educational issue because we have not educated them in a way that they trust healthcare system and also the why we always tired with the why if somebody is not doing something we need to start with why they are not doing it and their why comes from a lack of education number 2 negative experiences number 3 lack of quality access and also as you goes in circle of life transportation they do not have reliable transportation i as a physician guilty of not understanding the importance of transportation up to recently till we start looking at population health and we were doing everything to improve the access to our patient and transportation has been a bigger issue but covid did one thing good in spite of all the wrong things which happened during covid time one quality thing happened was that covid gave us telehealth i truly believe lot of disparities in healthcare especially in our black communities telehealth is the only viable solution we all have smartphones and we need to use these smartphones to our advantage where we are doing everything under the sun to educate our black patients how to use telehealth because we have implemented for last 3 years our chronic disease management program in sheep medical group and we spend a lot of time upfront educating patients especially seniors about telehealth how they are going to put a text message and they can click on a link and we will be on the other side and we have to repeat it over and over if we don't educate them it will not happen so we have adopted a process that we will have about 6 to 7 touch points we will we where we will continue to educate our patients how to use telehealth what is the importance of telehealth is now let's look at this scenario you're dealing with somebody who has no transportation or is semi reluctant to go and not have the same negative experience but if you could have quality physician delivering quality care to those patients i think if we all continue to improve this cycle 
they will start trusting us they will start coming back to us and they will do lot more to prevent chronic medical problems then in healthcare one of the other major barrier which is from my personal experience of this thing i'm a physician from india when i was doing residency there was a one particular thing which i noted within 3 to 4 month of my residency in new york i would find that when i will go and take care of my black patients i will talk to them they will agree with me with everything i will after explaining whatever treatment options which i will give it to them and they will agree with me and they will do it whereas my other counterparts when they will go in and they will stop whether it's consent for the test or going for surgery they will do that and then i search very deep in heart because i was just out of india what was the difference they are agreeing with me and they are not agreeing with that with the, my counterparts and the common theme after talking to my colleagues was that they don't trust us because they have experience in the past where their expectations or their uh, what we are supposed to fulfill they have been violated and they did not want it to uh, they start generalizing it and they were not coming up and doing this part it was very painful to see that part so when we after my residency i set up my first practice we in default learned a lot of things and we always have been a doctor of poor and middle class population and which by default i became very attuned to black communities needs how they work what they understand what they will do what they will not do it and i think i did a very good job in understanding them and then once you become friends with people they open up they tell you about their heart they talk about their experiences they do talk about what are the myths they have lot of things have happened out of miscommunication because what happened when everybody is trying to do a right thing and nobody's telling why if i'm told do this do this do that that does not work the circle of education you know is is about three phases first you need to tell them why you are what you are recommending why you are recommending it then what are the things what are the other options they have and with and without treatment what will be the complications and then what we could offer so the journey from why how and what are the other options are available i think if we take them through their part i have a very high level of success with them but certain myths are very prevalent among healthcare providers too in the united states about 13% of healthcare force is from black community nurses doctors and other professionals but only 5% of the physicians in the united states are afro americans and that's a problem because what happens is if we don't have more physicians from black community 
your issues will not be highlighted you will not be understood and also the trust building process if we all have to improve healthcare we all have to grow together and i think it's a more of a education socio economic and trust issue that's one of the reasons afro americans and our black communities have worst outcomes as compared to black communities in other countries because we don't talk and we don't educate and unfortunate part is there is a lot of goodwill there lot of programs are being there to ensure that these uh, education processes are taken care what i have found is i've worked with a couple of educators in our communities they are they we started with they being our patients and then they have a very strong influence in their church and going there and starting health fairs and talking randomly about the healthcare or this is one of my other wishes to do the live sessions so that more you could reach out more people and educate create awareness and do this part but the myths which are prevalent among healthcare providers are they truly believe that i think one of the major error in healthcare is we have been so tuned to racial biology and i will explain that because this could be misconstrued racial biology is medical students and even the physicians in the practice they truly have gone through their healthcare journey with this understanding that there are some genetic difference between black race and non black race and i think that has done also a lot more damage in developing understanding that if the provider is not educated enough and is not educated in a way to have a cultural competency that creates a major problem the common issues are whether you're black white or brown your dna is 99.99% same there are certain but that does not make black community at high risk for any kind of increased propensity to any disease yes there are educational socio economic and multiple whole host political and whole host of other reasons why they have certain diseases more and why they have worse outcomes that's a topic for as we were delving into that but based on the genetics believing that the genetic for genetically black communities are more prone to hypertension or heart failure or sickle cell just based on the gene is big fallacy we need to understand that 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 should be a part of our cultural competency and i think every medical student and the physician should strive to understand our communities not only as their body which has multiple medical problems or their mind and they we should try to understand them as human being what they believe how they feel and what can we do to make it better i just want to make it a point 
there are less of the things which you could attribute to genetics than more to socioeconomic, political and educational issues. And that cultural competency, we must all strive and we all must understand our communities well. We have started feeling the same way with the Latino communities too, that they are not understood culturally. And people don't make a decision based on their disease or what's, what complication they are going to have. They make a decision based on whatever treatment option they are picking up, how it's going to affect other people in the house, how their home is going to be affected, how financially they are going to be taken, have a problem. So this, this is a huge attributes which we need to understand that part. Now going forward, there are certain disease patterns which emerge as a whole in black communities. They have highest risk of developing hypertension and leading all complications of hypertension, whether it's a heart attack, stroke, death, chronic kidney disease, or congestive heart failure. They have a higher propensity to develop diabetes. They have more incidence of sickle death and disease. One good thing for black community is they smoke less as compared to other ethnicities and races. The smoking rate is significantly lower, but they have a high risk of alcohol intake. Next is that they have not been educated properly about circle of life, that at what circle we call it a quick. Afro-Americans are not prone to sign any DNR or advanced directives. And I think it comes from their negative experience in the past. They have been told something where the reality was something else. So I think if we talk in detail about hypertension and other risk factors, we will be able to come up with some kind of a comprehensive solution. Let's take hypertension first. Because of lack of physical activities, even though we have most celebrated athletes in Afro-American population, as a community, we don't have access to quality physical education and places where we could exercise. But we will work, social change is slow, and we, in this video, we will not be able to create any change. But we do have a control over, we all have can walk, we all can increase activity. If we increase our activity, then we kind of understand our diet, which is again becomes a social or economic issue. Why we eat because we need to eat and we will, if my budget doesn't allow healthy choices, I will first not starve or eat anything which needs to be done. But I think those disparities needs to be improved. That's again a reason for obesity is not that black folks are lazy. I think they have less access to quality employment, quality wealth, and access to healthcare. So exercise, eating right, is the 
two fundamental things which we all should do because that will decrease your chances of developing hypertension. As a community, once you have hypertension, you are a risk of whole host of medical problem and the way your body reacts, you are at more risk to develop heart attack, stroke, heart failure than your counterparts. So we, when we come to hypertension, prevention is the biggest key. And the biggest way we could prevent hypertension is A, exercise, B, low sodium diet, and we should all continue to do everything to do that part. Further, on hypertension, the way black physiology works is usually you will need about on an average three to four medications to control blood pressure medications. That is the chemical difference or the physiology difference. The medications are not as effective to lower blood pressure as they are in counterparts. So what happened is, now understand the scenario happening in the office. They are understood already. They require three to four full medications and they are not going to be able to afford the medications. So access to the care is the answer to that part. Let's talk about diabetes next. Diabetes is proportionately a lot more higher incidence in black communities that again stem from lifestyle choices, food choices, and lack of education, in addition to everything which ails United States as a whole. Alcohol, it leads to whole host of complications, both physical and behavioral. Smoking, that's one best point of black community is they smoke less than other counterparts. Next comes in is sickle cell disease. Sickle cell disease is more prevalent in Afro-Americans, not based on the genetics. It came from years of the experience with they were living in these areas where there was a lot of malaria parasites and body developed this kind of a response where it tweaked the hemoglobin so that it, your cells don't die and you don't die of malaria. Unfortunately, the environment has changed and improved since then, but that genes are still existing and the one thing want to be clear, sickle cell is not a black population predominant disease. There are a lot of Mediterranean area where the malaria was there. They also have very high incidence of sickle cell disease. Next is the mental health. Unfortunately, this is underrepresented in the United States as a whole, but black communities have a higher incidence of mental health issues and those are coming from a financial problems, social problems, and are implicit and explicit biases. But they do not have access to quality mental health services. So which leads to multiple complications, socially not acceptable behaviors, and a lot of crime. One of the best solutions these days is whether you have Medicaid, whether you have any other insurance, 
I started Medicare because they are the lowest common denominator we have. Medicare has also done a very good job in developing psych telehealth. You may not be able to see a psychiatrist face to face that quickly, but if you call your Medicaid provider, they should be able to hook you up with the mental health network and you will be able to get quality healthcare here. Next is dialysis. That is disproportionately is a lot more common in Afro-Americans and that is coming from all the things which are happening. High blood pressure, high diabetes, not able to control the risk factors, not able to afford the medications. This whole circle lead to, in the end, you have high risk of stroke when you're less from head to toe for stroke, heart attack, losing your eyesight and kidney failure. And the dialysis add a lot of pain and suffering. So we need quality healthcare access. We need education. And we also need political will to understand that and not try to come up with news after news, which is contrary to the evidence that there is no healthcare disparities, there is no financial disparities, there is no employment disparities, or saying the wealth gap is in decreasing between blacks and other communities. That is not what the reality is. And we all can see and feel it. So let's all be honest. And in words of Martin Luther King, I have a dream. And I do have a dream for our small practice that I want to do everything to improve on healthcare disparities in our black communities. And in words of Gandhi, be the change you want to be and we want to serve you and we want to take care of you. And then eventually we hope and pray we will lead to some better education, hopefully better access and better outcome of healthcare. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for giving me attention. Every week we do this live session our channel name is Kunlis MD. I would be really blessed if you could subscribe to our channel and contribute to this awareness campaign which I want to be. Thank you.